Lord, we thank you and come before you, repenting of our sins. Just ask that you purify us and let us hear your words tonight. Thank you for your presence and all glory, honor, and power to you this night. In Jesus' name, amen. So I've kind of hinted at it for the last couple sermons, um, and I didn't really go into detail with you guys. So this is 30 days to hear God's voice. So I had set myself, as I've, I've been reading the Word, and, and I read the Word, and I, and I had this need and desire to hear God's physical manifest voice. Like, you're hearing my voice now. I wanted to hear the Lord's voice. And so I've heard it once in my life. And I've said this before. I heard it once in my life, and it was the word yes, and I have no clue what that question was to, what the answer was to, to the question I have. But I wanted to hear it. And so I determined and set myself to seek the Lord's voice. And so I set kind of a, a time limit for myself. I said, I want 30 days. I'm going to give myself 30 days to hear the Lord's voice. And at the end of the 30 days, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see what goes on. And so this isn't, you know, some people could say, oh, this is a, that's a pride thing to seek the Lord's voice, you know, to, to, that, you, that you can seek the Lord's voice. But it's, I'm not the first one to go after things. I mean, even in Ecclesiastes, it's Solomon. He says, I set my mind and I set my heart to seek these things. And so he unfortunately sought everything in the world. And thankfully for him and us, he said it's all vanity. So every, seeking everything in the, in, in, the, in the world is vanity. It's not going to amount to anything. So I had set my heart now to hear the Lord, seek the Lord. And it's not the, it's not a, it's not unheard of to hear God's voice regularly, especially, and even in conversation. I mean, Adam and Eve, okay? Even after they sinned, they still heard God's voice. Abraham walked with God, was considered a friend, had conversations with God. Elijah, all the prophets, all heard God's voice. You have Moses hearing God's voice. Okay, all these people hearing God's voice. You have Jesus hearing God's voice. You have Paul hearing God's voice because God told him what was going to happen. So all you can hear God's voice. And so I said, I want that. I want to hear God's voice. And so for 30 days, I set for myself and I disciplined myself to seek the Lord's voice for 30 days. And if you know me, any sort of discipline is horrendous. It's like torture. I can't set myself, I can't, I can't do things rigidly. I have to like bounce all over the place. So I can't even study the same book of the Bible two days in a row. So here I am setting out on this 30 day adventure but to back it up with Bible verses, Jeremiah 29, 11 through 14. For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, says the Lord, 
thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you a future and a hope. Then you will call upon me and go and pray to me and I will listen to you. And you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. I will be found by you, says the Lord, and I will bring you back from your captivity. I will gather you from all the nations and from all the places where I have driven you, says the Lord, and I will bring you to the place from which I cause you to be carried away captive. So if you seek me, you will find me. So that was the promise that I held on to. The verse that I repeatedly told the Lord, hey, you said this. So I'm trusting you. And if you turn to John 10, 27. <clears throat> Here is this. The, the, the subsection says, the shepherd knows his sheep. And so now it was the feast in verse 22, 10, 22. Now it was a feast of dedication in Jerusalem and it was winter and Jesus walked in the temple in Solomon's porch. Then the Jews surrounded him and said to him, how long do you keep us in doubt? If you are the Christ, tell us plainly. Jesus answered them, I told you and you do not believe. The works that I do in my father's name, they bear witness of me. But you do not believe because you are not of my sheep as I said to you. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. And I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish. Neither shall anyone snatch them out of my hand. My Father who has given them to me is greater than all, and no one is able to snatch them out of my Father's hand. I and my Father are one. So the point of this verse is, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them. I am my father's sheep. And so I hear his voice. And so I said, this is, these are the verses that I'm holding on to as I seek. And so in my 30 days, you know, people might come and listen to, <laughs> listen to the sermon and be like, oh, it's only going to take me 30 days to hear God's manifest voice. Great. Awesome. That is not what this sermon is about. <laughs> so, so, so where did I start? What were my methods? for these 30 days. And so I had was going through some like thrift store and I found this devotional and it was it was like hearing God's voice and it was like $2 and I was like okay, I'll do this. And if again, if you know me doing a devotional and the the slightly I would say almost derision I have towards these these devotionals and doing a devotional, I hate them. I hate them. But I said, fine, I'll do something different. I'll do it out of the box against Tyler. Might as well make him uncomfortable fully. And so I read a devotional every day. And then I journaled all my thoughts that I had, the questions that I had, the insights that I had as I walked through my day. And so I carried this journal around with me. And I just kept my thoughts on the Lord. And so, and, and as things popped up, no matter where they were, shower, bathroom, lawn mowing, work, I wrote these questions down. And so what I'm going to do for you is I want to read these 30 days, 
okay? It's not, it's not a dissertation because, again, I hate doing things for long periods of time, so I'm not gonna write I'm not gonna write pages, but I wanna share some of these questions that, and thoughts that I had as I sought the Lord's voice. So I started the journal, I said, this journal start is a challenge to daily write prayer, questions, and insight the Lord provides me. The goal is to find slash develop a relationship with God to hear his voice, not just see the actions in my life. And so I started it and it said, I just prayed the very first day was, Lord, give me ears to hear. And I said, I have nothing to offer but my sin. All talents and skills are gifts from him. Being aware of the thin, thin line between pride and confidence. I can see God's hand moving, but I'm also missing his hand moving in my life. And then I said, you know, is the, another question, and so I'm just going to keep reading these. These are all different days that I have these questions. And so one question was, is there more intrinsic value to seeking a deeper relationship with the Lord? If so, what is it? Because he doesn't withhold blessings, grace, mercy. Everything he gives, he gives freely in abundance. He doesn't withhold. So what is the value to me if it's already if everything is already given to me in abundance? What's the intrinsic value of making and having and creating and fostering a deeper relationship with the Lord? I said and then this was, this is my relationship with the Lord for 30 days. It is a different avenue of reliance than I have, that I haven't explored before. So I recognize, I need to recognize the pattern of needing to withdraw from certain responsibilities as a lesson, challenge, season of growth starts in order to rest. So as, as my growth, as, as, as I, I start to grow and I reach this, this season of growth, lots of challenges just come in and I, and I get hit as I'm going into this season of growth and, and then a season of rest. And so he brings me through all these things. Then I ask the question, this is day three, how does one listen for God? How do you listen for God? pretty early. If that's what I'm looking for, that's the one question I'm asking. How focused is prayer time? How much is actually centered on prayer and not chasing the butterflies and random thoughts I have? And then I said, I didn't hear God in first prayer time, but I felt the impression of him saying, I am here. So keep in mind, that's day three. <laughs> day four is, our nature reveals itself when we seek things of God. Things will fight us every step of the way. There are no scales of good and bad. Sin wipes away all good. So even if you're Mother Teresa and you do a lifetime of good, one sin wipes out all that good. 
The Lord justifies us before our enemies, showing that I am surrounded by supporters to those who have doubted or disparaged God's hand and movement in my life. On the quiet days where we don't hear God, how often did I really stop to listen or look for it? How often or do I view hearing from God as a burden? Because I have a belief that he will tell me to do something I don't want to, so I willingly ignore God or I just don't seek him out. Then day six, are you a weekend warrior Christian? And so to explain that, like the reserves in the military are called weekend warriors. So they only come once a month for one weekend to do drill and be Marines, be Army, whatever it is. Am I that? And, it's, and, it, and it, that thought was fostered from how often do I hear from God and then shove him into a corner until I'm ready. So I had, th that thought was, so I told you previously on day three, I heard God. I felt like God said, I am here in a prayer time, a focused prayer time. I didn't do that prayer time for three more days until day six. And I was like, why? I, he just said he was here. Why did I just ignore him? for three days and not seek that prayer time right away. And I just filled that prayer time with other things. And so that really challenged me, like, are you really serious about this? Are you really, if you're really serious, wouldn't you have sought that time? Day seven, I think we need to find quiet in order to hear God. Can we block out our thoughts and noise to hear him in the busy times? Day eight, why do we build churches? What benefit do we get out of them that we don't get when we operate as we should? So we build these churches to gather, okay? But you don't need a church to gather. You don't need, the thing, I, you don't need daycare in order to hear the Lord, to gather together. You don't need, you know, whatever these churches are. Seeking opportunity to witness to others, speaking truth in love, have a chance to talk about Jesus. I had a chance to talk about Jesus and God to two women when they were discussing religion. So it was just seeking those opportunities, listening for those opportunities, even if it's like completely out of your league, hearing and listening for the Lord. And then I said, I miss more examples of God's hand on me than I see, even when I'm looking for it. I miss more examples of God's hand moving on me and in my life than I actually see. Day nine, the journey is long. Starting is good. Continuing is better. Finishing is great. So in integral to growth, this is funny, 
day nine, integral to growth is difficulty, challenge, and being surrounded by people of character, intelligence, and value. So you're not, you're going to be, if you're surrounding yourself with Christians who are seeking the Lord, you're going to be challenged to seek the Lord more. But it's not, it, it, difficulty is going to come up and it's going to be uncomfortable, but it's integral to growth. Day 10, how often do I run into a problem after problem and bemoan to God that I can't take it anymore after he just gave me a miracle? Like the Israelites wandering in the desert. God isn't looking for slaves or servants, but friends. Why, why did he create us? He had angels, his servants. Why did he create us? Why did he give us free will? God loves my imagination and taking trips there. So I was just like, just sitting with the Lord and my thoughts were going all over the spectrum of just like be beyond everything, imagining new things. And I just found myself laughing because I'm like, I'm, I'm here seeking you, yet my thoughts are completely all over the place. And he's like, that's okay, I love it. I love it. This is a fun trip. <laughs> and so what's funny as I said day 9 I said integral to growth is difficulty and here on day 11 is the day of my meltdown you know the one that I referenced in a previous sermon that was my meltdown day 12 so what has been hidden has been removed does God continuously scrutinize my moves even when he sees my heart? Outpouring of love goes a long way to saving a soul. Even in unpenetrable darkness, the smallest bit of hope resides. A broken heart still wants to love and be loved. For me in my life, pride and anger usually come before being humbled. And th this, this one I found interesting, that the time frame of violence against the kingdom of God started with John the Baptist. So Jesus is the very beginning of the ushering of the kingdom of heaven on earth. So the first one to suffer violence in that time is John the Baptist. The earth is inherited by the meek, but the kingdom is taken by force. I've always found this verse interesting. The earth is inherited by the meek. So what is, when you think meek, right, you think just a lowly, you know, nervous person. Well, it doesn't, it means somebody who's not fighting also. So if you don't want strife in this world and you want to be successful, just go with the flow. You know, we call them virtue signalers now. And so, you know, they do all this stuff just to fit in and not, 
have somebody yell at them. But the kingdom is taken by force. And so for me, as a military guy, I always thought like, okay, we got to fight for it, fight for it. But force doesn't necessarily have to mean violence in that sense. Because the enemy doesn't want us to seek the kingdom. And so we have to fight against our own sin nature, against the enemy, to go after it. So it's just striving for it. Just pointing yourself in the direction to go after it. Day 13. There are struggles against strongholds in my life, and for me to react and deal strongly, is it a deep stronghold and what is it? But this one I I found, this next thought was from a friend as I was listening to a sermon. He said, Christ did it for you. And how does that manifest in the rest of our lives beyond sin forgiveness? Because here's the thing. We we accept that Jesus died for our sins. But we tend to forget and don't remember that he lived for us too. He lived a blameless life. So all this striving that we're trying to to be perfect, all this this striving to to please the Lord, we don't have to do it for that purpose, to please God. We don't have to because Jesus did it for us. So Jesus lived for us and he died for us. So you don't have to die for anybody and you don't have to live a perfect life. Because Jesus, Jesus did it already. Strive for the rest. Striving seems counterintuitive to entering rest. But strive for the rest. Enter through the gates with thanksgiving and enter his courts with praise. And so this is... this. This question has been hounding me for the 30 days. And so that's in some later date. I will have a sermon on this as to what that really means and what the Lord's showing me. Day 14. How often do I miss in what I suffer the parallels and ministry opportunity in the lives of others? And, And that comes from in a ministry time, I was able to more solidly connect with the person on their pain due to my own pain that I have experienced. So I'm just in awe on day 15 how often my struggles and pain I suffer that the Lord uses it to reach those others that would usually be write it off or be written off. That I can't, do not underestimate the enemy. He is dangerous, ravenous as a prowling lion, and as sneaky, poisonous as a serpent. Be alert. Sin can morph very fast into something horrific. Cain and Abel, for example. Cain went from envy to jealousy to murder really quick. Yes, there was some demonic influence, probably. 
but we need to stay vigilant against that. If the demonic needs our permission or legal right to operate, how do we invite those whom God is seeking and prohibit demonic attack and activity in our lives and on us and against us? The power of the Holy Spirit is unimaginable. It is wielded best when the church is of one mind and one purpose. It's easy to question the leadings of the Holy Spirit when I am seeking wisdom and guidance. The desire to hear directions in a new way distracts from the chosen way God speaks to me regularly. Seeking God isn't wrong, ever. We can't actively seek something anti-God, not receive the correction, and still expect God to bless us. Do I accept the missions God gives me? No one else is going to do what God wants, for, wants me to do. God will use somebody else to accomplish the same goal, but the way he wants me to do it, no one else is going to do it. Okay, if I say no to whatever the Lord says, he's not going to go, Casey, fill in for Tyler, do it exactly step by step this way as I would have had Tyler do it. No, he has Casey do it his way because Casey says yes. Do all my ignored missions and attempts from God build up and prevent me from hearing God as clearly as I want to and hope to? I want to be filled so much that Acts 16, 16 through 18 happens and God is so greatly glorified, but be aware of pride and be on guard from attacks. Day 20. If nothing is higher and worthy, more worthy of praise, how can I praise God in a new way that is worthy of his name? How do I praise God in a new way when nothing is higher and more worthy of praise than his name. And so as this is my search, I am seeing my walk create more longing for God. It hasn't changed my choices because God won't infringe on my free will, but a focus has increased On a long, tiring day at work or at home, how much time do you really give to seeking the Lord? Not perceived time, but real time. When we are seeking peace, rest, escape, where do we turn to? The Bible, our phones, or something else? Day 23, I have been graciously surrounded by amazing, talented people. I pick and choose who I surround myself with. However, I need to balance to stay refreshed. Seeking God has been difficult and challenging, yet today was a beautiful day of triumph and love. Today I saw God's goodness in a stronger way, and I praise Him for it. 
I said the above and I feel like I need to surrender more of my life to Christ and God. What parts have I been withholding? So I felt this like desire to just surrender more. But the question is, is what am I holding back still? We've talked about the, the tug of war with God. Is there something that I'm still tug of warring with God? 24. Do I value and treasure the movement of God in my life? Do I take for granted the mighty supernatural workings of God because they are seen often and acknowledged? Do I spoiledly wait around for the next amazing thing for God to do? Love is powerful and it is what everyone desires and needs. However, we need to ensure protection for everyone. Love needs to be reflective of the Lord in expression, but directed towards the Lord in its acceptance. Boundaries are extremely important and are needed in ministry to protect all who operate in it and those who receive it. So this is one of those things that I learned is that don't, you don't need to do everything in your walk. You don't need to do everything. You don't need to learn everything. That's what the body is for. You pick up my weaknesses and, and bolster my strengths. Okay, and vice versa. Where you're weak, I'm strong. Where, you, you know, and then where we're all weak, God is strong. Okay? You don't need to, if you're not a teacher, you don't need to be a teacher. Stay where you are, are in, where the Lord has kept and He keeps you safe. There's lessons that I learned the hard way by going outside of those boundaries. I didn't die, but he brought me back. Necessity to always point the finger at myself for blame. What part have I to play in any attack and situation? Have I allowed an opening and accepted it? Storms and violent threats may cover me, but I will receive that which I need to grow. So the things and the storms and the fights that I deal with the Lord won't let them destroy me. But I need to understand that there are parts in that storm that are going to help me grow. And so you have to look for those. If I am to love the Lord with all my heart, soul, and mind, shouldn't I engage all of those when I listen for Him and obey Him? You find what you are looking for. If you're looking for peace, love, joy, you'll find it. You just have to see it and not interpret it as something else. When I clean out the closet in my soul, what do I find? What fits? Do you only wear a few things? Why do I have it all? So reading the Bible is not the only way God speaks to us. But there is so much love poured into those words that you can't help but feel it seep into you. I need to read more because I want more of God in my being. 
day 29, and these are the two days that are just wrapping things up. Why are some hearts so soft and eager to receive God? What are the characteristics of those hearts? How do I cultivate that type of heart? What does prayer look like? Not necessarily what to say, but beyond what we know, which is kind of interesting. At day 29, I'm still asking, what does prayer look like? I am seeking and coming across more people and instances of demonic attack and satanic influence lately. (laughs) And I'm asking the Lord, is this what it's going to be? Is this part of the stronghold in my life? Are there, am I getting ready to come up against these things in my life? The Bible does a good job in showing the highs and lows of walking with God. Is there an importance in maintaining a level walk with God? so that we don't ride the emotion of the Holy Spirit movement and power or crash from a failure or attack. Not that highs and lows are bad, but is that really what God wants us to do is ride the highs and and hit the lows? Day 30. Learn to love how God speaks with you and develop that. Unsatisfaction or discontent can leave an opening and a struggle in relationship. How, do I, how much do I limit God's miracles in my eyes? Do I fail to see a miracle opportunity because I haven't seen or heard of it being done or lack the eyes? Not that I can stop God from doing that miracle, but can I pray in new ways? When we experience the spiritual, it takes away the mystery and potential fear and unknown. So as I kind of was sitting there today, and that's, that's it, 30 days. 30 days of seeking the Lord, and all it seemed like was question after question after question. And so I was kind of reading it, and one of the notes I wrote today was just, reading back through these notes, I still need some spiritual maturity. I felt like many of the questions I feel like I have asked before, but do I need those answers? to help me grow? Do I really need to know those answers? And some of the questions I ask, do I really need the answers? And so there's 30 days seeking the Lord. And at the end of those 30 days, I did not hear the manifest voice of the Lord. Didn't hear it. And I didn't have it in me to do another 30 days. But here's the lessons that I learned from those 30 days. I do hear the Lord. I do hear the Lord. What I found is that in those 30 days, I shut that part off. The part where I do hear from the Lord and He does lead me and teach me and talk to me. I shut that part off because I was like, no, 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 no. I don't want to hear from you here. I want to hear from you here. And so the point is, why are you shutting off? When he's talking to you, why are you shut, telling him to shut up? Listen to it. Hone that. Before you go seeking him in other areas to speak to you there, hone this area. Perfect it. And he'll lead you into these other areas of conversation with you. Another one. Stress less about prayer. 
God is there. And so as I was, as I would lay in the, in the corner there in the dark and I'd be praying to the Lord, I would just get so frustrated with myself sometimes because I just would feel like I'm going all over the place. And I would be, you know, I'd be thinking about the day and problems with the kids and, and dealing with all these situations in my head. And I'm really feeling like I, I'm supposed to be focusing on the Lord. Why am I sitting here just all my problems going away? And then it was funny because today I was talking with a friend about it and the Lord revealed to me, he's like, this is, you're doing what I told you to do in prayer. Bring your problems before me. So I am in my, I told the Lord, I'm coming to you in prayer. And then I sit down and all I do is replay struggles and issues. And here it comes to revelation that I am actually giving it and dealing with these problems with the Lord right there in prayer. And that's okay, because that's what I'm supposed to do. If I didn't go there and, you know, with whatever preconceived notions of what this prayer was supposed to look like, God did what he needed. You know, it's like unconsciously, the the spirit, right, is doing it. I'm unconsciously bringing up all my problems before the Lord in prayer. And somehow, all those problems disappear because I brought them in prayer, unknowingly. Thank you, Holy Spirit. (laughs) I realize that any question is okay. Asking the Lord any question is okay. Even the one that says, are you here? Do you even exist? is an okay question. Tone (laughs) and how you ask that question, completely different. If you're asking it in pride and anger and hatred and all those feelings, probably not the best question to ask because there's going to be a lot of repentance. But when you're crying out and asking, God, are you here? Where are you, God? That's an okay question to ask. That's a perfect question to ask. Because he'll show you and he'll tell you. Seeking the Lord affords us a future. Psalm 27, 4. And this resonated for these 30 days. One thing I have desired of the Lord that I will seek. Psalm 27, verse 4. The one thing I have desired of the Lord that I will seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. For in the time of trouble he shall hide me in his pavilion. In the secret place of his tabernacle he shall hide me. He shall set me high upon a rock. Seeking the Lord is great because it leads to seeing the beauty of the Lord and even in the times of trouble 
you'll be protected. And so here is the last culmination Romans 10, 14 through 17. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the gospel of peace, who bring glad tidings of good things. But they have not all obeyed the gospel, for Isaiah says, Lord, who has believed my report? Our report? 17, right here. So then faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. You don't need... This is, this is it right here. You don't need 30 days to hear from God. You need one minute. And that's to open up the word. Open up the Bible. Hearing God is opening up from the word of God. Is reading from the word of God. You don't need 30 days. You don't need a step-by-step program. You need to open up the Bible and read it. This is the unerring word of God. Don't think it's God influencing people. God didn't need people to write this. He wasn't like, oh, I should really write some of these really smart things I have. Oh, but I don't have physical thumbs. I can't write. I guess I need to trust them and and let them interpret it. No, God, this is God's word. Holy, truly, unerringly, God's word. He allowed Paul to write it down. He allowed everybody else to write it down. But this is God's word. You want to hear from God? Read the Bible. Having trouble reading, hearing the Lord? Read the Bible. This is his word. Now, 30 days to hear the Lord. 30 seconds, open up the Bible and read it, and you are already hearing the Word of God. You are going to get wisdom, you are going to get peace and joy from this Word. You are going to get challenged from this Word. You are going to get corrected from this Word. But if you want to hear from God, read the Bible. That's it. I didn't need to do 30 days. I did because it came to this point of that I'm already hearing from the Lord. I'm hearing him because I'm reading his word daily, sometimes. Right, let's let's say I'm reading his word regularly. And I am hearing him in other aspects of my life. So why do I need to hear him in another aspect when I'm already hearing him and he's dictating and telling me what to do and leading me in all areas of my life. This Bible, this book 
is his word. You have to believe it. And so if you want anger, you want to, you experience an angry God, you open this, you're going to find an angry God. But he's not an angry God. This is a loving God who sent his son to die for us. And told us in his word what's going to happen and why we are worth it. You want to hear why God loves you? Read the Bible. You want wisdom for how to operate in your day-to-day? Read the Bible. Because God is speaking. And as Romans 17 says, you want to hear? It's from the Word of God. And you want faith? It's from hearing. So it all starts right here from the mouth of God. Everything starts from the mouth of God. So for me, thank goodness it doesn't take 30 days to find the Lord. (laughs) It doesn't take 30 days to hear Him. You want answers, you want knowledge, you want to hear the voice of God, it's right here, right here in this word. So stop complaining, Tyler, that you're not hearing him because that's a lie. I am hearing him. And the only and if I'm not hearing him, the only fault and the only place that blame falls is on me. Because he's talking. Lengthy. It's a very lengthy conversation and he's talking. Are you listening? So Lord, thank you for your words. Thank you for the conversation. And let us hear you. Let us take to heart your words. And thank you that you are not a distant God, but that you are speaking and it doesn't take 30 days. It's not a program. There's no steps to take. It's just a matter of sitting my butt down and opening your word. So let it speak to all of us in a new and fresh way as we look with new and fresh eyes that you're not distant, but right here, right now with us. All praise and honor to your name, in Jesus' name, amen.